This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is the 88 Films Italian Collection series of reviews, disc number 16. I'm your host Duncan McLeish and welcome, welcome to the show. So yeah, disc number 16 we'll be looking at Mad Dog Killer and that'll be coming up after the first break. But before we get to that, Ladies and gents, it's time to do some catch-up right at the start here. This is your third and final episode of the week. Oh no, it's kind of gotten, isn't it? It's that sinking feeling when you know another week has gone by and your allocated teapots episodes are coming to an end. But fear not, dear listener, fear not as tomorrow is... um, an episode where the, the levels of epicosity are going to reach brand new boundaries as we drop the very, very, very final instalment of our Summer Teapots Top 10 series looking at the decade known as the 80s. The Roundtable Discussion, which will define our ultimate top 10 list, will be dropping tomorrow. And FYI, it's going to be a long episode. The conversation is going to run well over six hours. Now, how can I be so confident about that? Because some guests have already recorded bits for it. We couldn't get everyone in the room at the same time. So I'm piecing things up together. And I know that that just first initial recording with just two guests ran at two hours. So I'm doing the math here. Uh, We'll try and corral the, the chaos in as much as possible. But fully expect that to run long run very very long so that'll drop on monday there is a thursday bonus episode which is movie club the versus series which is near dark versus the lost boys if you want to send in your review you have until wednesday to do that thursday's when that episode drops so wednesday is the cut off date i've had about five reviews to be honest there's so much going on this month that if that's all i get i'm quite happy with that but if you want to sneak a, a little review in you have until wednesday to do it so don't delay get it in today and then i think i think That is all I'm going to do. I may put out an episode on Sunday. I may. If it is, it'll be a precursor to a month of Bazaween. So yeah, that might happen. I don't know yet. I'm playing it aloof. I'm being breezy, baby. Breezy. And then yeah, as of the 1st of October, we have Bazaween kicking off. And we have Duncan's 31 of October, which is a live stream series as well as a shared viewing experience. If you've got the movies, the list is on the blog page on the website, tputzcast.com forward slash blog. You go across there, you'll see what movies I'm watching on what days. Every day I'll be posting a time where we'll be kicking off with a little five minute introduction. We'll then all go off and watch the movie and then we'll do a quick 15 minute catch up review at the end. 
So there we go. That is also kicking off every single day in October, minus about two or three when I'm going to see movies or going to gigs. So yeah, for the most part, it's going to be every single day. And we'll have uh, bonus episodes dropping on Sundays, catching up a full week's worth of viewing content as well. And amongst our 88 Films Italian Collection series. Just so much stuff. So much stuff. So there we go. Right. We have a movie to discuss and um, I'm going to try and make this one short because I know that the rest of the, the week is going to be dominated by the round table. So you're going to hear promos for shows that I love, you're going to hear the trailer for Mad Dog Killer when I return it. It's disc number 16 in the 88 Films Italian Collection series, Mad Dog Killer, coming right up right after this. Want to learn more about horror directors? With a lighthearted look at three of their movies, meet fearless podcaster Gore Blimey. I've been unsettled by bats in the past and startled by parrots and I've even been known to jump at the odd cockatoo. Discover horror films that are classics and others too. There's a topless aerobics massacre, an exploding rock singer, cannibals, nude martial arts, a deep fried prostitute. But it's not all silliness. You'll get proper movie breakdowns, opinion and background information too. Yep, in the 80s and 90s, Jeff Stryker was huge in gay porn. In every sense. So if you're a horror film fan, come and check out the Trilogy of Terror podcast at strangeanddeadly.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your podcatcher. One of those people that has a certain charisma and a certain style, and I'm just hoping one day he'll rub off on me. The Trilogy of Terror podcast, where we try three times harder to give you the willies. your friend and I'll do it very very slow gonna inflict much pain you're gonna hear a guy beg for his life lady because he betrayed Nani Vitali that's the car I want don't worry there will be no bloodshed don't worry there will be no bloodshed. Police! The police! Rat and louses are black! Go on, guy! Go on! You afraid of me? Are you? You're not afraid of me? No, let me go! Let me go! Hold it! Take the girls along. We'll need them as hostages. Inspector Santini. So nice to see you, Inspector Santini. What'd you shoot him for, you crazy? Sorry, I lost my temper. You're lucky you don't get a bullet in the brain. Check outside. I told you, no one ever comes here. Hi. Ah! Shut up. It is a doctor. Go 
Welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for Mad Dog Killer. It's this number 16 in the 88 Films Italian Collection series. Let's jump over to the 88 Films website to see what they say about this movie. So it says Nanny Vitali, played by Helmut Berger, and his band of lunatics escape from prison and embark on a violent crime spree across Italy. Caught in this madman's web of destruction is the beautiful Juliana. Um, who is under the protection of Police Chief Santini. Having survived a run-in with Vitali and his crew, Santini must do all he can to prevent his key witness from becoming another victim. But Vitali has plans of his own for taking care of Santini. Inspired by the crimes of an infamous mobster, Renato Valacenza, Mad Dog Killer is a deliriously violent police Policy, I can never pronounce that word, police procedural movie, uh, that pushes the limits of on-screen brutality and is a must-have for any self-respecting fan of Italian cult cinema. 88 Films are proud to unveil this iconic classic uncut and remastered in glorious 4K for the first time ever. The special features on the disc, a new 4K transfer from the original technoscopic negatives, restored English soundtrack, restored Italian soundtrack with newly translated English subtitles, and a restoration featurette. Um, so yeah, there we go. That's the, the setup. Uh, yeah, this is a first time watch for me. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I had watched the trailer in advance, and the trailer looked gonzo. It looked absolutely fucking nuts, and... Yet the movie kind of follows in a similar suit, to, to be fair. Even though this is a kind of police procedural Italian genre movie, we don't spend nearly as much time with Santini as we do with uh, Vitali at all. Um, we are pretty much with Helmut Berger all the way through this movie. And he is almost like... It's weird when I think of... He's, he's more like a terrorist than he is actually a criminal in that he is just hell-bent on vengeance and on-screen anarchy. Uh, from from the very opening scene where, they, where we have this prison break right to the very end of the movie, the man doesn't stop. Uh, there's a great scene that kind of identifies how much of his mania is on, on pure anarchy where he has an opportunity to kill Santini uh, and he refuses to do so, instead he guns down an old woman instead. And it's just that idea of anything which is appalling and over the top, Vitaly's there because he is the titular mad dog killer. Um, the story set out that he is wrongfully imprisoned? Maybe? Uh, or he's set up to go to prison? Maybe? Um, and he escapes to get vengeance. All I'm going to say is that 
if he wasn't much of a criminal beforehand, going to prison hasn't helped that, and it really didn't take much for that man to really commit to the role, uh, which he does with, with great glee and much gusto. Um, the film has some issues, uh, namely, it lingers a bit too much and quite literally on um, Helmut Berger's actions where, where it pertains to things like rape. Uh, now this movie is one of the older ones, so uh, you know we're we're kicking around the seventies at this point, late seventies, and yeah, they can get well. I'm going to say they can get away with that. They tried to get away with a lot of that in the seventies. It hasn't really aged all that well in that respect, and some of it's a bit a bit lurid in a way which is quite uncomfortable to watch. Um, Elmer Berger is not. A great character at all. He's a great actor, but his his character of Vitali is just the most reprehensible character you've seen in a while. And the the way the film is shot almost glorifies that. You know, we, we spend so much time almost with this romantic idea of this marauding killer that I don't understand. I don't understand the direction for that. I don't understand why we minimalise the the police involvement, which you would usually have in a movie like this, in favour of this, you know, anarchistic sort of killer. Uh, like I say, the comparisons there, where I think about it, are like the Joker from Batman. He really is this guy that just gets off on pure anarchy and um, pure terror. And uh, Vitaly is that guy. He is that kind of real-world example of of a character like that. So the movie was directed by Sergio Greco, who kind of finished his career on this movie. This was the final movie that he actually made. Um, And in the period of about 30 years, he made 40 movies, which is fucking ridiculous. But once again, Italy. And that's what they did. And he closed out his career by doing this movie. So this was his kind of... Final Swan Song. He died within six years of making the movie, if memory serves. I'm sure I read somewhere that he died 81, 82. Um, and this movie being 1977. And probably nowadays, um, the movie's most notably known for, and I didn't know this until I watched it, and I was like, There's, I've seen, how have I seen this sequence before? Maybe it was in the trailer. Do a bit of search online, then of course, surprise, surprise, Quentin Tarantino uses scenes from this to play in the background. Um, in the TV uh, and Jackie Brown so there's a scene where uh, Robert De Niro's character goes and meets um, Samuel L. Jackson's character uh, and Bridget Fonda is watching the TV uh, and in the background while Robert De Niro's kicking around there is Mad Dog Killer and there is a a comment made about Helmut Berger looking like Rutger Hauer so yeah so obviously Tarantino has seen this movie which should surprise no one uh, and his little nods of putting it in there should surprise no one um, and shocked me when I was like oh that's where it's from because Jackie Brown favourite Tarantino movie of all time love that movie uh, so yeah uh, it's, it's most notable for that and probably swung quite a few cinephiles back in the day on a on a quest to find out one what this movie was and two how to go and watch it um, but yeah I, I don't know this one I don't have a lot to I really don't have a lot to say about this movie at all. I think I th- I think if this was postured maybe more 
away from following just Helmut Berger all pretty much all the way through this movie I would I would be inclined to score it a bit higher but I found the camera to romanticize a bit too much of his actions and that's something I, I kind of take issue with especially when I don't know what the purpose of the movie is if it's a guy being wrongfully convicted that's wanting vengeance then yeah I'm cool with that but that doesn't justify the rape and carnage that the man does uh, or the glee that he seems to have he really is getting off on this violence so I don't quite like that uh, on the flip side of that I think if this movie didn't have Helmut Berger in that role the movie would be borderline unwatchable I just find that certain sequences were a bit tawdry um, the camera lingered a bit too much on him walking stylishly from one place to another or on a particular facial expression and I, I didn't get that and it feels on some level that the, the scales are not balanced here generally when you have this great arch criminal you need a great arch hero so Santini's character should be you know the most bitching badass cop of all time and he's not he's a bit vanilla he's a bit plain a bit beige for a movie like this and that in itself brings up issues I mean if you're going to have a great kind of criminal uh, cop playoff a la something like Michael Mann's Heat. We need that on screen. We need equal screen time. We need uh, we need to pivot towards how Santini is, you know, going to bring down this guy. Bring, and we don't get that. He's, he's very much a by-the-book cop. And he doesn't really do anything to make him this risky, you know, criminal catcher or killer. Which I think causes issues overall in the movie. I think the score for the movie, which was done by, a, I want to say an Italian comedian slash composer, uh, is, is kind of awesome. It's very difficult to find if that's ever been formally released online. My inkling is it probably wasn't out with its original run back in 77. Uh, but the, you know, the soundtracks, it's cool, it fits the movie. Uh, it definitely gives it a bit of chic and a bit of style. Um, some of the shots, uh, the cinematography are, are absolutely wonderful in this movie. It really plays into that Italian landscape before you get into the kind of the heartlands, the big cities and stuff. Um, and I think that opens the movie up. It makes it feel a lot bigger than it actually is. And I really liked that. I think uh, the lunatic gang of which the synopsis speaks about get very little time at all. They're picked off in ways which you know, they're fodder for the, the cops or fodder for our criminals here. So we never really get to know them. This is really a Helmut Berger show. And like I say, he's great in the movie. He's, he's really good in the movie. I just don't like the actions of the character at all. And I don't... It's almost like there's a, a lack of a film or, or a storytelling, not filmmaking skill, because the filmmaking's great, but there's a lack of storytelling skill and how they pivot that to show that whilst we're spending a lot of time with this guy, ultimately it's reprehensible um, and there maybe needs a bit more of the grittiness in there where at times certain shots, like I say, feel like it's almost glorifying what he's doing on the screen and that's where I have to draw a line in the sand and say I kind of take exception to this. I don't know if I like it. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have much to say. It's a weird one. I, I find this from time to time with the 88 Films collection when we pivot into genres which I do have a kind of passing interest in, but not like a full interest in, I struggle to really verbalise much about it. If this is a horror movie, for example, I can fling out loads of comparisons to what is done right or wrong. And a movie like this, I can only compare it to other ones within the genre. And this one's a mid-level sort of police procedural Italian genre movie. 
Um, it's not a, it's not top tier at all. It does have great performances, but like I say, it has some serious issues that I certainly picked up on the view back for this one. Um, if I was to give it a grade, which I have to, um, it'd probably be a three. I think that's I I liked it. I did not really like it or love it. Um, so it lands at a 3 I imagine if I watch it again it'll probably drop down to a 2.5 but at the moment I'm riding the crest of kind of yeah it's the first time watching yeah I didn't hear it so it's a 3 from me for this movie right final break when I come back I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this you're listening to the podcast under the stairs And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been disc number 16 of the 88 Films Italian Collection series. Looking at Mad Dog Killer. Up next, what's another police procedural? Yay! Let's let's take a look at this one. So disc number 17, which will be coming in two weeks' time, is a little movie called The Cynic, The Rat and The Fist. What a fucking name for a movie, by the way. That's badass AF. Um, so let's find out what it says Luigi Chinaman Miato um, busts free from the big house and sets in motion his revenge on the man who put him there this kind of sounds like my dog killer just saying uh, the legendary ex- inspector Leonardo Tanzi when an assassination attempt leaves Chinaman believing the heroic officer dead Tanzi uses his newfound anonymity to bring down the numerous crime organisations that are helping ruin his beloved city. The blistering sequel to Rome Armed to the Teeth co-stars cult favourite John Saxon and is once again helmed by the notorious Umberto Lenzi. Uh, The Cynic, the Rat and the Fist is a bravado piece of filmmaking and one of the finest examples of the popular politeci can never pronounce it, genre, and marks its high-def debut thanks to 88 films. Special features on the disc will be an HD transfer from the original camera negative, restored English soundtrack, restored Italian soundtrack with English subtitles, uh, Mike Malloy on The Cynic, and yes, The Rat and The Fist. The Cynic, The Rat and The Sadist, an interview with Thomas Milan, and Armed to the Teeth Again, an interview with Umberto Lenzi. So packed absolutely packed to the gills this one with special features and instantly I know that I'm going to like this movie more because what does it sound like it has? sounds like it has a really brutal criminal and it sounds like it has a great cop as well and that's what you need in these movies you need both of them to play off each other mad dog killer can't just have one and not the other that's right so yeah that'll be coming up in two weeks time we'll be looking at ooh, the cynic the rat and the fist excited to get some john saxon action saxon action there you go don't say that quick because that's a tongue twister in my eye sockets and like i say that's coming in two weeks time ladies and gents as always there's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs i say come across and check us out on apple Podcasts. subscribe to the feed that way you get the shows as and when they drop and access to the total back catalogue of T-Putt's content there. 
but you can also leave us a rating and a review on the site. Um, that's Apple Podcasts, that is. Uh, ratings are super important. Five stars, for example. The more of them we get, the higher the iTunes charts were pushed for people to come across and find the show when they're searching us. We're there. We're in the, we're in the top tier, baby. Top tier. Uh, also leave us a review. It's your words to new listeners' eyes. Why do you like the show? Tell people. Take seconds for you to do. It means the world to us. And it is the best way to support the show on that platform. Do a little bit of word of mouth as well. Recommend us to a friend. Just pick a friend at random. Doesn't matter if you like them or not. Just pick one and tell them about the podcast under the stairs. See, listen, there's, there's this show. They review movies. Movies that you've seen. Movies that you've not seen. Some movies that you don't want to see. But they do it anyway. And they're kind of funny sometimes. Kind of charming. And also Scottish. Go across, check them out. <laughs> Ladies and gents, that's how you do word of mouth. Uh, visit our website, it's tputtscast.com. You can click the merch tab there or go directly to our merch site. It's tputtscast.bigcartel.com. There are posters and enamel pins. We are less than two weeks away from an instant brand new merch. And by God almighty, will it blow your tits and dong clean off. And if you're blessed to have both, then both of them are gone. Titless and dongless. Congratulations. You're welcome. Uh, you can also... Uh, Visit our Facebook group pages and Facebook page. The group page is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputtscast. It's where the fun times happen with our listeners. It's a community group page where people post about the show, things they're looking forward to, trailers for movies, polls, memes, discussion topics, a bit of ridicule of the baz, mostly ridicule of myself. It's a fun place to be, so get involved. Come across and join our little group page. You can also visit our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash cast. That's where the live streams happen. The Thursday Thursdays, the 31 of October series will be running almost every single night over there as well. It's connected to our Instagram and all new merch will be posted over there. Interact with the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed, ladies and gents, at tputzcast. So there we go, that's your Sunday episode, a little look at Mad Dog Killer. More ET Italian collection series coming up in two weeks time and tomorrow we drop a absolute behemoth of a rim table. Get yourself ready because there's going to be a whole lot of discussions on the 80s where people got it right, where people got it wrong and uh, yeah, a shit grenade is going to go off on that podcast because ain't no one coming out smelling like roses. We all did bad things and we all have to atone. Penance and judgment is nigh. But until then, wherever you are, whatever you're up to, um, and uh, whatever you're doing, what the time zone is, and all that other shit out there in this big bad world, please, please, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs, and I am signing off. <laughs> <laughs>